Right. I love that song. I chose to do that one tonight for uh, Pete is, is uh, introducing new songs here. And so we, uh, we did Up and Alive was the one he kind of introduced in the month of uh, January. And so next month will be uh, Waymaker. So I kind of want you guys to you know, hear that in case you hadn't heard it already. I get you guys familiar with it some we have it um, in, in worship uh, February. You know, maybe a little familiar, maybe you can, can sing out with it. So I'm going to show a video real quick of uh, just, yeah, just watch it real quick. It's like a 20 second long video. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, yeah, let's go back to that one. I forgot. I want to do this first. Let's go before I get to that. I forgot I had this on. Stop it! <laughs> I forgot I had these pictures. So, something I'm going to try tonight. Um, good grief. What's going on? Go back to the picture, the first picture. If you have the Bible app, you can pull it open. You can see, see that's mine there. If you go to it, most of you guys, this is what you guys use on right, um, Wednesday nights. Like if you have actually pull the Bible app, that's what you pull out. Okay. So grab it. Grab your phone. Pull it out. In the bottom right corner, at least on the iPhone, it has uh, more. So you just hit the more button. After you hit the more button, the next one will have. Uh... <laughs> Location you can share while using this app. So if you hit the, the events button, mine looks like this on the next screen. Oh, Christy, we're going oh, to We're not going to press you, we're going to fans. Check the map. So if you hit that fantasy student ministry, you're going to have all the notes for tonight. You guys can look at that, take notes with it. You can add your own notes. Then on the very top right corner, you can save the notes, save it to your phone, then you can pull up later. So it's an easy way for you guys to stay with, the, with what's, what's going to be on here. You can save your notes, you can have it for later. Something different we can try. Um, hopefully, get you guys to stay engaged. Maybe you'll stay on this app and not so much Snapchat and other things. Well, so, it's easy way for you guys to kind of keep up with what we're doing. So, with that being said, now, this, so if you couldn't get it, this is for people who couldn't get it on their phone, but I'm not even going to worry about it. I believe in you guys. So, here's a little video I want you guys to see. This is the one I wanted. All right, so so what what do you see here? What are you what are you watching? Water, water right? I mean, that's all all you see is it's just water drop, something hitting the water, and then what do you see coming out of it? Ripples, all right. No matter how big or how small the pebbles are, the the ripples always start in the same place, right? Where the the pebble meets the water. Have you ever thrown thrown pebbles into water or anything? Anybody? Like that? Or if you've done a cannonball into the water, it's still gonna be a ripple effect. From your body, there will be many. There will be many ripples made. Once you, like we saw, you can see it. There's several ripples going out. But the biggest impact is at the point of contact, where that pebble meets the water. That's where it's going to be the highest wave or ripple. Okay. So we're in the middle of our series called Influencer. This is week number two, or number three, I guess. Two for us to meet. Um, we've been talking about what it mean, what what to do with the influence. 
that we have and being careful about who we allow to influence us. So when we think about influencers, we often think about people who are famous, uh, who have so, uh, huge social media followings. And those people can, can reach a lot of people at once, right? I mean, if they have millions of followers, they can reach a lot of people a lot quicker than I can, right? And they're kind of like a, a, a rock, a big rock being thrown into a pool of, of water. Their ripples are often able to reach a little further and maybe a little faster than if I were to post something or share something. But we also talked about the people who are most influential in our lives. People who are close enough to really know us. These people have the ability to make a greater impact on us because of their proximity to us. It's, it's what we observed every time the pebble would hit the water. No matter how big the pebble or how far its ripples spread, the biggest ripples always happen at the point of contact when the, the pebble hit the water. So true influence goes hand in hand with being up close with the people around us. So the closer you are, the more influence that you can have on somebody, whether good influence or bad influence. Same is true with your friends. The closer you are with your friends, the more influence they can have on you, whether that's a good influence or it's a bad influence. So I have this dry race board up here. I put this up here because I figure some kids might try to steal it and just mess with it because we have kids that do that on Wednesdays. It's fantastic. So we're going to start with the people closest to us. So I'm going to make this little circle here. This is, this is us, the people. Not a circle, but whatever. So we'll start with the people closest to us. These are the people who are going to influence us the most, uh, and who we will influence the most. And so, um, so the question is, who who do you see the most often, or talk about most often? And again, I don't want to start naming like, naming names, but I'm looking for are like the relationships that we have. So who are some of these relationships that would be the closest to us? It's okay to answer this question out loud. Friends, okay. Who else? What did you say? Family, parents, siblings. Who else? Dogs. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we'll go with we'll go with dogs. Yeah, totally. Teachers. Teachers. Yeah, some of them. Um, you know, like your best friends, not just friends, but best friends. We go in the circle. And this this ripple is where we would have the most impact. This ripple that has family and like the closest of friends. Dogs. Um, this is where we would have the most impact. Within this ripple are the people who are most likely to be affected by our actions, by our decisions, and by our words. So now we're going to look at this next ripple here. It's not. I'm going to try to keep it the same shape, kind of. Kim, stop it. I'm not perfect. It's been a while since I've taken art class. All right, leave me alone. And so, who do you see or talk to often, but maybe not as often as the people? In this inner circle here, so who would this? Who would these people be? Acquaintances. Acquaintances. Maybe some some <laughs> friends. Maybe a neighbor or two. Maybe Peers. maybe a few teammates. Who'd you say? Peers. Peers. Huh? Your friend's dog. Yeah, totally. <laughs> maybe some extended family. Maybe some cousins might be in this one. Some extended family kind of a thing. Paul said principal. Principal. But the thing is, you have a huge impact in this ripple as well. You have a huge impact in this ripple as well. And like I said, these may, it may not be as much of an impact as this one here, but you can still have an impact. So this may be some, some friends that may not be your best friends, but some friends, maybe some neighbors, some classmates, some teammates, extended family, 
Now we're going to look at the next ripple. It's not going to be pretty. Just get over it. I'm just trying to keep it the same oblong shape. So who do you, who do you act with, interact with occasionally or from a distance? Who would these people be? Ryan, that's not that's fine. That's whatever. Whatever. Closer than you know. I'm farther away than a dog or friend's My dog friend's even. Dog's best friend. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, who are who are some of these other people? Your people from, from Angleton? From your old town? Okay. Friends of friends? Maybe uh, younger classmates? Um, Ex-girlfriends? Ex how many ex-girlfriends? I don't know how many. Ex-friends? <laughs> Alright. Ex-teachers? Ex-parents? But the thing is, again, you have an impact. You have an impact on this ripple as well. So this may include acquaintances or classmates, teammates. Friends of friends, younger classmates, siblings, friends, um, siblings, friends, dogs, social media followers, whatever, I don't know. But now that we kind of define just a few of these relationships here and, and ripples, I want to kind of just keep this visual here um, as we continue talking. We're going to kind of come back to these, these ripples of influence in a few minutes. But first I want to look at a very powerful message uh, or an image that, that talks about how our influence can shine like a light for other people. If you have... The Bible app, and you aren't doing the event, you can turn over to Matthew 5. If you're in the event, you can see it right there. It's part of the notes. Matthew 5, uh, 14. In this passage of Scripture we're about to look at, Jesus here is in the middle of preaching a sermon to a crowd of people who gather to hear him teach. He's on a big, it's called the Sermon on the Mount. He sits down and he starts preaching to these people that are on this mountain here. So that's where we are in Matthew chapter 5. He just started it. He says this, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Has anyone ever been in darkness? It's scary. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Like if you go like to any kind of caverns, Carlsbad Caverns, Sonora Caverns, sometimes you go down the very pits of the earth there, and they like flip the light off, and it's just like dark. I did this. Anybody ever been in one of those little floating pod things? Those are weird. I went to Chicago with my wife a, few years, uh, a couple years ago for our anniversary. This is when she was pregnant with Joe. And there's this little pod you sit in that you can climb into and it's like 98 degrees. It's full of salt water. And so you're supposed to like float. You can't hear anything. You can't see anything. It's your body temperature. And so you're supposed to kind of... It's weird. Yeah. Like there's people wrote... There's, there's journals. People wrote these things after they experienced the stuff. And they're some of the things they're writing, I'm like, you were on something else besides just this little pot. But anyways, it was, and it's just, you get in there, it's just pitch black. It's, it was so weird. But, you know, just, if you've ever been in darkness, it's, it's kind of weird. But the thing is, the truth is, light's really hard to miss in the darkness. If there's something that's pitch black and you have just a little bit of light, it will, you will see it. Light is so hard to miss in the darkness. You know, if you've, if you've been driving at night... Um, and maybe you be driving on the road, and you see the super tall illuminated fast food sign. Anybody see those when they're driving? Some big tall fast food sign, right? When you see those giant signs light up in the night sky, it's impossible to not notice a big light up sign. Especially when, like, driving in some parts of Texas, you'll be driving, and all of a sudden there's this big, beautiful Bucky's sign. 
That's the most beautiful sight ever. And so, you see it in the distance and you just have to stop at Bucky's. But like those illuminated fast food signs, you wouldn't be able to, to miss a well-lit city that's sitting on top of a hill. You, you would notice it completely. You gotta remember this. Does anybody, anybody know what light pollution is? Light pollution, where's light pollution? So you have to make there so much light you can't really see beyond the light. You gotta remember, back then when this was written, electricity was not a thing. You guys know that, right? If, if not, you just know that now. Electricity was not a thing when the Bible was going on and being written. And so they didn't have lights on all the time. Whenever like your candle went out at night, you're going to bed. You got it? And when it was they were they were in darkness a lot more than we could have probably ever be in darkness. So they experienced a new darkness. And so they knew this. Putting this, this city on a hill, you will notice it if you're walking. There's no street lights. There's no car headlights. It's just like the moon and the stars. You can see it beautifully plain as day. So they, they will see the lights of a city on a hill. It's so obvious. And in the same way, you can't miss the influence of someone whose life clearly reflects the life of Jesus. So in this passage, it's, it's clear that our light is meant to influence and be be seen by both people far and near. We let that light shine when we let Jesus transform us more into his image. We let that light shine when we speak kind and loving words to other people. Let that light shine when we help people in need uh, of aid or guidance of some kind. We let that light shine when we share the wisdom that we talked about last week that we've gained. Let that light shine when we share the story of Jesus and how he has changed our lives. So we all have the ability to be a light that shines in the darkness. Do you believe that? Okay, nobody does. Fantastic. That may be our next lesson. We all have the ability to be a light that shines in the darkness. You may be looking at me and be like, Ryan, you're an idiot. That's stupid. No. There's no way I can be a light that shines in the darkness. But that's, you're, you're, you don't, I don't think you're fully grasping the big power of who God is. Because I know what he's redeemed me out of and what he's brought me into. And, not, and there's no way for me to not let that light shine. And you guys have a chance to let, let, let that light shine as well. I mean, you guys, live, you guys go to school in some pretty dark places, right? Not like light dark, but you know. It's pretty heavy, pretty hard. Some of the things that are around, you're around. And you have a chance to let your light shine. And just be, be the, the evidence of who Jesus is on your campus. In Hebrews 10... Uh, we're going to look there in just a second. But the Bible has so much to say about how we can influence each other for good and to be light and darkness. In Hebrews 10, it says this. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Not neglecting to meet together, as is the, the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. That's unless we should hang out together. Well, that's crazy. You guys see what it says there? It's not me telling you. This is, this is the Bible. Let us not, let us not neglect them to meet together. And when we're together, what are we going to do? To stir up one another to love and to good works. That's what we're called to do. In Romans 12, it says this. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. This part is crazy. I love this one. Outdo one another in showing honor. Yeah, we do that all, all the time, don't we? Or with somebody, we try to outdo each other by showing the other one more honor than... They're showing us. Now, we don't ever do that. That's what it's telling us to do. 
Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. So as followers of Jesus, we want to share this message with as many people as possible. We want to make the world a better place. We want to be an example of goodness and an example of hope. And as followers of Jesus, we want to, to use our influence to fight for others who are in need. So with all the big things that need to be done, why is the Bible filled with so many small details about how to get along with the people who are closest to us? I think probably it's because if we want to influence the world with our light, we need to help each other keep shining. I think far too often when we're together, uh, we're pretty good at putting the light out on other people. We keep extinguishing it somehow, some way, words, actions, whatever. But we're called to, to keep each other, keep the light shining in each other. That's what we're called to do. So if you want to be an influencer, you need to harness that power of proximity. You guys know what proximity is? Closeness, okay? The people closest to you need you. You guys hear me? The people closest to you need you. And the thing is, you need them as well. You have wisdom to share with your closest ripple of community, and they have wisdom to share with you. Look at that last one. And you can help them shine brighter, and they can help you do the exact same thing. And we have the best chance at being ourselves when we're intentionally influential with the people closest to us. There's one more piece of advice on this subject I want to kind of share with you. Um, this is a verse. It's super easy for, verse for you guys to memorize. It's, I mean, it's nine words. You guys can probably memorize this verse. It's nine words. I think it's a verse that you guys memorize and put into your life. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. You are who you keep. You become like the people that you surround yourself with. The majority of the time, it's going to be bad. You're going to surround yourself with those friends who probably shouldn't be your friends, or at least that closest of friends, and uh, their influence begins to seep into your life and begins to change who you are. You may do things that you regret, do things that's not like you. You may start to change who you are to make these people happy. That never happens, right? Nobody in here does nothing, right? Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Or another, another translation says, bad company corrupts good character. That this isn't me. You guys see this? This is not me. This is the Bible telling you this is, what, this is how it's going to be. This is one key reality that we can't miss when we talk about our closest ripples of influence. Our inner ripple of people has the potential to encourage and to love and to challenge and to elevate us to bigger and better things. And our inner circle can make us wiser, it can make us kinder, it can make us better versions of ourselves. But a group of people with that kind of influence also has potential to do the exact opposite. I think a lot of times that wins over. When we're not intentional with people closest to us, instead of being a light for them, we can add to their darkness and they can do the same for us. You need to be intentional with people around you, the closest to you. Everyone eventually starts to become like the people they're closest to. A great influencer is not necessarily the person with the biggest or furthest reaching ripples. A great influencer is a person whose friends, family, and loved ones are better off because of them. Did you guys hear me on that one? A great influencer is a person whose friends, family, and loved ones are better off because of them. Are your friends or your family better off because of you? Are you living your life such a way that your friends and your family are better people because of who you are and the influence you have in their life? You are already an influencer. Do you guys hear me? But what kind of influence are you making on the people who are closest to you? 
As an influencer, I encourage you guys to dream big. By remembering the ripples of your influence and how they can reach far and they can reach wide. But also live small by focusing the greatest amount of your time and your energy and your passion on influencing the people who are closest to you for the better. So to be an influencer, live small and dream big. In the early 1900s, a Swiss inventor named George de Mestral, he took his dog for a walk one day. When he got home, George noticed that he and his dog were covered in thistle burrs. This is not his dog. They didn't, this, they didn't her pictures were not that nice in the early 1900s. This is just a dog with that example. You guys know these little thistle bird thingies? They're horrible. Fascinated by these very small pokey plant pieces, George immediately began inspecting the burrs under his microscope. And he found that the seed pods were covered in many tiny hooks, that, uh, which allowed them to grab the soft loops in the fabric of his pants. So George decided to create a two-sided fastener, one side with the small hooks and the other small loops, which has become known as, anybody know? Velcro. Velcro. So George's invention is now used all over the world for thousands, not millions of jobs. In fact, Velcro is even used in outer space. Uh, it's really fantastic. Some astronauts, when they're out doing their spacewalks, they attach a tiny piece of Velcro inside their helmet, and they can scratch their nose. Because, you know, they can't do it because there's a shield there, right? You guys know that? They scratch it out. That's, that's crazy. So George probably, I'm sure whenever he saw this and came up with Velcro, he had no clue that his, his influence that would serve and influence astronauts hundreds of thousands of miles away and just change the world. Because, I mean, all of us use Velcro. I mean, I'm pretty sure when you're a little kid, your shoes have Velcro. Some of you guys may still have Velcro shoes now. But the thing is, he paid attention. George paid attention to something small, and he made a big difference. He went, looked at those birds, did our microscope, saw how they worked together, and came up with something that, that has impacted. I mean, let's, let's not lie. That's made a huge impact on, the, on our world. So what does this mean for us? How can thinking small uh, help us have bigger influence in the world? If you want to learn to live small in order to have big influence, you have to start by noticing the small things around you that make a really big difference. You know, um, just kind of, we're going to kind of do a quick little exercise. We're going to kind of reflect on your day-to-day, -day, just think about these things. Because um, the small interaction that you've had today may, have more, may be more important than you realize. You know, what happened today that encouraged you? Just think about these things. What happened today that encouraged you? Someone just offer you something, or somebody share something with you, somebody say something nice about you. What's, what happened today that encouraged you? What opportunities did you have today to encourage someone else? Who showed you love or support today? Who showed you love or support today? Who did you encounter today that you can show love or support to tomorrow? Now, to make a big impact, you must be willing to live small. That means living as though even your smallest actions at home, at school, and with those closest to you are the actions that matter the most. And you, you may have opportunities to impact millions with something you say, how you act, or who you are. Um, but we rarely see those moments coming. And just statistically speaking, the chance of us reaching millions of people is going to be probably pretty slim based on the amount of people we have in here. So it's those small moments that are going to matter the most. In one moment, your ripple could reach an entire nation. It has influenced for many. It has happened for many leaders and teachers and activists and influencers throughout history. And with social media like it is now, it's probably a little easier uh, than it was when I was your age. 
In the world, it's, it's a pretty big place, right? You have the ability to impact it in some pretty big ways. But some influencers, they get so caught up in influencing the people and their outermost ripples that they miss the influence they already have on people who are already closest to them. So when we treat every person, every opportunity, and every potential chance to influence someone like, like it really matters, that's when we become the influencers that, we were, that God created us to be. To be an influencer, you need to live small and to dream big. God, tonight I just want to pause for a moment and let us just reflect on, on today and, and people that, that maybe influenced us, encouraged us, loved us, supported us, God. Uh, help us just bring to mind people today, things today that happened uh, that influenced us. But help us find ways that we can influence someone tomorrow as we go to school, as we go to work. And we have a chance to influence people, and even in small ways, can make a big difference. And I pray that we see that, that we, we have these people closest to us that we can reach. And may, may we turn our focus towards them. A lot of times we care about the outer ripple a whole lot more than we, we care about the inner ripple. May we see the importance of, of impacting and influencing those around us, the closest ones to us. That we influence them for good. And may we look at our, our friends, the people in our inner circle, and, and kind of examine it and see, are these people the people we need to be our influencers? How can we influence these people, God? Pray you give these kids boldness and courage just to step up and be the influencer that you call each one of them to be. Pray for the next 20 minutes as we go into our small group time. God, I pray um, these kids will be challenged just to dig a little deeper to see what kind of influence their lives will really have. Hey, my friend.